who you are determines how you lead. So get very clear on your ganas. Get very clear on your why. When you know your why, you will know the way and you won't let obstacles get in the way. We don't get burned out because of what we do. We get burned out because we forget why we do it. So your purpose is greater than your challenges and your love is greater than all the hate that's out there. So it's about that purpose as we talked about earlier and that love that drives you. So to me, get very clear on what your purpose is and how you can share love. To me, that's the ultimate form of ganas. And when you do that, that brings forth the passion, the desire, and then the actions necessary to create the results that you want. Live from Gil Silva Family Studio in Salinas, California, the salad bowl of the world. Welcome to the podcast designed to inspire the only one built with ganas. You're going to work harder than you ever worked before. And the only thing I ask from you is ganas, desire, haircut. If you don't have the ganas, I will give it to you because I'm an expert. From the founders of Gill Basketball Academy that empowers youth to play hard, work hard, study hard, and overcome obstacles. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. Real interviews with real people about real life. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And now it's time for Ganas, leading from the heart. This episode was sponsored by Plaza Properties. Plaza Properties and Dan O'Brien have managed departments in Salinas since the 1980s. Plaza Properties believes in the mission of the Gill Basketball Academy and is proud to contribute to our podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ganas, Leading from the Heart. I am Jose Gill, coach, teacher, father, husband, and a lifelong believer in Ganas, which translates to desire. Today on the show, we are honored to have the one and only John Gordon. Hey, I'm thank sure. you so much. Great to be with you guys. Thank you, John. My co-host to my right. My name is Josue Gil. I'm a college student athlete and a true believer in Ganas and all aspects of life. So we're very excited to have Mr. John Gordon on with us today, who's the author of 23 books, including 10 bestsellers. And John, I remember first lis listening to you speak um, with the Stanford basketball team earlier this year on a Zoom call. And I remember telling my dad afterwards, I was just so excited because he's always talking about the energy bus and how it's such an inspiring book. And I told him, we got to get on the podcast. So it's truly an honor to have you on with us today. And to get us started, I was wondering if you can talk a little more about your journey as a student athlete and how it's shaped you to becoming the best-selling author and motivational speaker you are today? Yeah, that's a great question. Years ago, I was a, I was a athlete. You know, I still consider myself an athlete a little bit to this day, but grew up an athlete, played basketball like you, but just not as well as you and not as tall as you. Also played <laughs> lacrosse, baseball, and football. So I played all these different sports. Then I went to Cornell University and I played lacrosse at Cornell. We were ninth in the country. We were a top ranked team. And so I learned a lot about leadership and culture and teamwork. And as an athlete, I dealt with a lot of adversity and a lot of challenges, a lot of injuries. I always had to overcome injuries. I always had to fight my way into starting lineups. Nothing was ever given to me. And I would say that really prepared me for a life as a writer and speaker, because when I wrote my first initial you know, book, it was rejected by over 30 publishers. The energy bus was rejected. I was told to give up. It's not going to happen. But I couldn't give up because I had my vision. I had my mission. And I had learned being an athlete that when someone tells you you can't do it, 
you still can, mm. you can overcome. Don't believe in those who say you can instead believe in your heart and listen to your heart that knows you were born to do this. And so I always had to prove people wrong. I always had to overcome. And so when I wrote this book, I had to overcome once again. And that led me to keep moving forward. It gave me the grit I needed to succeed. And then I would wind up getting the energy bus published. And now I've written, as you mentioned, 23 books and get to do this work. And I would definitely say it's all because I had played sports that taught me perseverance, grit, overcoming, and learning how to deal with rejection when someone says, we don't want you or you're not good enough. Wow. Talk about resiliency, huh? Now, let's, let's dive right into this podcast interview talking about my favorite book, The the Energy Bus. And those that are on video here, see it right in front of me. It's uh, something I love sharing with other coaches uh, and uh, friends in the profession. Um, but as an athletic director, just, you know, hoping that every single coach in every single sport reads it because it is so inspiring. Uh, you talk about the 10 rules to fuel your life, work, and team with positive energy in the book. Looking back in time, John, would you add more rules or even adjust them? Great question. I don't think I would change a thing because you can't go back and change the past. Like this was the book I've written. Now, when I write new books, I'm writing new ideas and new things that I know now things I want to share now. And so the carpenter is a lot of things that I wish I would have written in the energy bus. The power of positive leadership is everything I've learned since writing the energy bus about leadership. I would say the garden is such a powerful story and it's a new story about overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. So it's evolved thinking. It's what I've learned along the way, but going back, I wouldn't change a thing because the energy bus is pure People love it for what it is. It's meant to be what it is. And it's still my most popular book by far among all the other books. It's still the most popular one. And it's the one I wrote first, which is wild. So a book I wrote when I was 35, came out when I was 36, is now impacting a lot of people and still something I speak about now that I just turned 50. It's pretty wild when you think about that. Wow, 50, man. I'm about to join you in a couple of months, John. So it's, it's good that- Join, join the 50 club, younger, stronger, <laughs> faster, better. Well, maybe not faster, but definitely wiser and yeah, better. Yeah. You got to give me, you got to give me the recipe of what you, what you're, what you're drinking, man, over there. But that juice is looking good. Um, in, in the, in the 10 rules for, 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 uh, that you talk about, uh, I want to stay there a little bit now. Um, number five, don't waste your energy on those who don't get on your bus. And then number six, post a sign that says no energy vampires allowed on your bus. You know, can you elaborate more on those two? Because uh, in, in any setting, you know, unfortunately, as, as, especially the way the world is now, there's there's always that person that says, I could do that. I could do it better. Or, or you know, just some kind of negative tone or body language that just kind of deflates, you know, our drive, you know, those energy vampires you talked about. Yeah, they it. say, they say I can do it better or you can't do it. And so you really don't want to listen to the critics. You don't want to have energy vampires on your team. You don't want to waste energy on those who don't get on your bus, knowing that not everyone is going to get on your bus. Mm-hmm. Don't waste your energy worrying about them. Your job is to keep on driving keep on moving forward because if you waste your energy on those who don't get on your bus, you have less energy to move forward and ask new people to get on. And that's what I had to do early on. Everyone said no, so many rejections. So I just kept moving forward, kept asking people to get on. 
eventually I had a standing room only bus. And then everyone else goes, Hey man, look at that bus. Look at all those people on there. But it wasn't like that early on. But if I would have wasted my energy who said no or rejected me or said I couldn't do it, I would have spent all my time on them instead of focusing on new people to get on. And that's the key. It's great for sales, great for business, great for life. If you're an athlete and your girlfriend or boyfriend breaks up with you, okay, well then your heart's broken, but it's time to move on and then have the energy to find someone new. I remember I was in college, just graduated and my girlfriend and I broke up and I was devastated. I moved to Atlanta and literally several years later, my wife's walking down the street. It was love at first sight for her. It took a little while, but love at first sight. <laughs> and if I never moved on, I wouldn't have met my wife, right? So you got to move forward. You got to keep on driving. Stop living in the past. Move forward. Now, energy vampires, Gandhi said, I will not let anyone walk through my feet. You know, I'm sorry, <laughs> walk through my mind with their dirty feet, right? <laughs> I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. Gandhi said that so clear, much clearer than I just did. But that's the key. Like, we're not going to allow any negativity to sabotage our mindset, who we are, our team. One person can't make a team, but one person can break a team. So you have to make sure you're building a team with positive energy and not allowing those negative people to sabotage you your vision, your mission, and the work that you're here to do. So it's a big thing. And social media kids, if, if kids are listening, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty tweets. So no <laughs> negative tweets that will affect you as well, especially social media, Instagram sites and, and opportunities you have to connect. Those pages and those feeds can really affect you if you let them. So you have to stay focused on you. You stay focused on being positive. You stay in your zone. You stay in your lane. You do your work and you tune out the noise and the distractions and the negativity to be your best. Oh my God. You said a couple of things that just uh, triggered um, some further, uh, a further dive into this, uh, the social media for the youth. It, it's so important, you know, because that can hurt you. If you're getting recruited by, by a top university for whatever sport, be careful what you put out there because that will turn people away, right? And and it could be a, a simple like to a simple retweet to a, that means you condone those kind of actions. So that, that was, I'm glad you said that. Um, and so very, very, uh, very true, man. And very, very real. Well, definitely. It affects, well, it affects young people also affects Older people, I mean, people who post things, it could, it could affect their job, their employment. There's so many dangers with it that you just have to be really careful about what you're saying and, and how you're saying it. And no one's perfect. We all make mistakes. But in this day and age, it's like if you make one mistake and say the wrong thing, people want to cancel you. They want to close <laughs> you. They want to shut you down. And I'm not a fan of that, by the way. I, I believe in giving people second chances. I believe that people are basically good and we shouldn't cancel people or condemn them, right? I really believe in free speech. People should be allowed to say what they want to say. I don't agree with everything people say, but I believe they should have the right to say it. And yet at the same time, we have a culture that really wants to come after you when you say the wrong thing. So, so now more than Ever, it's, it's important to recognize that. The other key here is do not allow your identity to be defined by social media or by what people think of you. Young people today, they're so tied into social media as well as adults where we could allow what people think of us and how we are viewed on social media to determine how we feel, to determine our self-worth. And your self-worth should never be defined by social media, by a, the opinion of, other, of others. You, I gotta say it, are a child of God 
and you are loved and you are worthy. And when you know that and don't allow someone else to define you, that powerful identity that you can associate with, understanding who you are and that love that you are, that allows you to move forward with power and strength when you're in difficult, stressful situations, right? Games on the line. I know who I am. I know that this performance does not define me. That means I can go for the shot. Win or lose, mm. win or lose, whether I make it or not, is not going to define who I am. So I'm free to fail. Yeah. And the more you're free to fail, the more likely you are to succeed. Wow. That's that's an awesome message, especially like for the younger generation, right? With the like you said, like the age of social media, everybody's always comparing themselves to others, right? So you really gotta be happy with who you are and just live with that, right? So own up to us. I love that. I love that message. And also I was wondering in the energy bus, um, specifically in chapter 24, you titled it lead with the heart. So that kind of aligns perfectly with what we stand for with this podcast. We're, I mean, we're titled Ghana's leading from the heart. So I know you mentioned that the heart's electromagnetic field is 5,000 times more strong than the brain. So what are some steps that we can take on a daily basis to lead from the heart? I love that uh, goddess. I just got to say that goddess, but you say it a lot better than I do. I love the way you guys <laughs> say it. Goddess. And it is so powerful because the heart is where everything you know originates. It's not the brain. It's actually the heart. The heart is the center of your emotional response system of the emotional conductor of your body, of your thoughts. And so the heart is always sending signals to the brain, like be stressed or peace and joy. And that often influences our thoughts. Yes, our thoughts can influence our, our heart, but yet in, in many ways, the heart influences the brain, like meditation. A lot of people, when they try to meditate, they don't have a lot of success with meditation because even though they're, they're, they're quieting their brain, it, their, their heart is racing with fear and anxiety, and then the mind can't calm down. And so they think they're a failure in meditation. No, it, it's about taking deep breaths as well and getting yourself into a certain state that where the heart then affects the brain. So as you said earlier, the heart is 5,000 times more powerful than the brain. And we're always sending electromagnetic signals, feelings transmitted by our heart to every cell in the body and then outward. So you're either broadcasting love and care and passion, purpose, or apathy, indifference, pessimism, pessimism, negativity, you're broadcasting one or the other. So it's really important to make sure you're sharing that love and passion and purpose from the heart. So how do you do it? That's what you asked. Well, it's not like you check the box and say, okay, well, the book says so, so I got to <laughs> tap into the heart. Yeah. Or John said, I got to live with heart so, and lead from the heart, so I got to do it. Or, hey, I listened to Gannis today and I got to go do this from the heart. It really comes from the heart. So you got to tap into the heart. You got to to love people. Yep. You got to love what you do. You got to love the opportunity to compete. You got to love the opportunity to get better. It all stems for me from love. Like love is the ultimate driver of grit. And if you don't love it, you'll never be great at it. So the more you love people and love what you do, that love drives the heart. And a person who loves, who has purpose, who's passionate, that will drive your ganas as you move forward. Am I right on that, guys? Would oh, you agree? That's 100%. Dead on. Now, now, this pandemic has really hit many of us hard. While, while the world has flipped, up, flipped upside down, has your mentality changed from the author perspective? And how have you been able to... Find positivity in such a volatile world. I've become more convicted and passionate than ever about this message because I've seen how important it is. So I haven't changed with it. People have changed. 
I've heard from a lot of people who receive my daily positive quotes, dailypositive.com. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, social media, Facebook. They get my, my post on encouragement. And they've said so many times, John, thank you for your messages. You've been a, a light during this time, really needed it. I've been sharing the same messages for the past 20 years, 15 years, 20, 15 years. So the message has been the same. People are receiving it differently based on what they're going through. But for me, I realize now more than ever how important it is to be a positive leader, to be a positive encourager, to share that with your team, to overcome the negativity yourself, to feed the positive each day so that you can feed others. Because if you don't have it, you can't share it. So it's about feeding yourself to feed others. That is something I realize more than ever is, is essential, necessary, and like life-saving. And so for me, it's, it's everything. So more passion, more focus on it, more driven than ever to get out there and encourage more people during this time. And personally, I've had to follow my own advice mm -hmm. in a lot of ways during this time. It's been challenging myself as a author who speaks around the country, no events, no big stages, everything's being canceled. And I've had to adapt, I've had to innovate, but I made the decision early on that I was gonna stay positive and be an encourager to others. And that has been my focus. Again, staying in the lane, not allowing negativity to get to me. And my focus has been winning today. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about tomorrow, just win today. And I got that from this wow. Navy SEAL named Chad Wright. Chad Wright, former Navy SEAL, talking to him in April of last year, right after the pandemic started. He was on my podcast, Positive University. And he said, John, a lot of guys try to be a Navy SEAL. They don't make it through Hell Week. He said, they don't make it through hell week because they're, they're dreaming for it to end. They're longing for it to be over. Mm -hmm. He said, the ones who make it just want to make it to breakfast. Mm -hmm. And I realized the key to getting through that time or any time was to not worry about tomorrow, but to win today. Mm -hmm. And then identify what win today means to you. So it meant for me staying positive, not allowing all the negativity in the media, social media to get to me, all that political stuff and division to get to me. Nope. I'm going to focus on doing what I do, loving others, being positive. And then getting better every day, improving myself each day and looking for ways to grow. I worked on my hoop game yeah. you know, all, during, all during the quarantine, right? When everything was shut down, I'm out of my front yard working on my hoop game, doing go. layups, outdoor, you know, outside shots, stop, pop, you know, jump shot. Well, maybe not much of a jump shot anymore. <laughs> but, 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 but doing, and I actually, you know, I found myself getting better and better, jumping go. higher, like really all of a sudden the old skills started to come back a little, like doing it. I was like, all right, I'm actually getting better. And that was fun. And then the third part of this was to encourage others. So every day I said, how can I encourage people and who can I encourage? And I focused on that. Beautiful. I love that message. And I know you spread this message with so many other organizations throughout the nation, throughout the world, right? Because you're known as one, one of the hottest motivational speakers. You're not only able to speak with NBA and NFL teams, but also like Fortune 500 companies. So I was, I was wondering, like, what are some tips or messages you spread when speaking with these organizations? Well, I've been talking a lot about positive leadership, the importance of, of being a positive leader during this time because pessimists don't change the world. It's the optimists, it's the believers, the dreamers, the doers that make the greatest impact. So I've been talking a lot about positive leadership. Just spoke to McKesson the other day, spoke to Dennis Gross, skincare products, amazing company, Nordic Naturals, which is fish oil company, which is in a ton of different stores, G Healthcare, all these different, you know, incredible companies had the opportunity to do a lot of virtual keynotes. So it's been fun to share this message with them, positive leadership. Been talking about the power of a positive team, how to be 
and become a stronger team? How do you become more connected and committed? Just like I spoke to your college basketball team, same thing, connection and commitment and sticking together through this challenging time. Been doing a lot of talk around the coffee bean and not being a carrot or an egg, but being a coffee bean that transforms the water when it's put into a hot water, it transforms it. So transforming the environment that you're in. And then I've been doing a lot of talks on grit, which grit is something we need during this time. It's the number one predictor and factor of success. So I've been giving a lot of talks on grit. So much so that I'm probably losing my voice because I've been giving so many talks. <laughs> there we go. You know, and as a coach, uh, we we tend to at times get passionate during high pressure situations and games, right? A little animated at times, but what are some tips and some rituals you can give so we can remain calm, positive for our athletes because they feed off of us, right? If we feel nervous and we look nervous, they're going to get nervous, right? And I know it's a, we know this, but but yet at, at times we forget about it when, it when when the lights are on and, you know, we get in our zone, as we call it. Well, I think it, I think the key is to see the bigger picture and have a perspective of it's just a game. And when you die, is it going to really matter that game? What matters most is the people they become, the lessons they learn and how we help them grow. And that's something I honestly wish I would have done better, you know, when my kids were growing up, because I have a lot of wisdom now, but I wasn't so wise back then when they were growing up <laughs> and I didn't always make the best decisions. Like I would be yelling, you know, sometimes as a parent, you yeah. know, not at my kids, but like, you know, at the refs where they would make bad calls. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty funny because the energy bus had just come out, you know, and, and uh, you know, been out for a couple of years and I'm at the game and this ref made a horrible call, my daughter. And I got all mad. I started yelling and they're like, this guy writes positive books. <laughs> and so I came up I with it. an alt. I came up with an alter ego. I'm like, Oh no, no, that's, that's not John yelling. That's Joey bag of donuts. And, <laughs> and Joey bag of donuts is, is uh, the guy who yells, but John doesn't yell. And then I was asked to be on the board of advisors for the positive coaching Alliance. <laughs> and after I accepted that, I said, okay, I now can never do this again. And I made a decision not to. So then I became very quiet. I would just watch games and not say a word at the worst calls. And the parents wanted me to yell because they were like, they're like, Hey, we need your help. Or, you know, our girls out there are getting destroyed by the refs. And I'm like, Nope. They're like, where's Joey? I'm like, Joey's not allowed to come to the games anymore. And so we had a lot of fun talking about that. And the parents still remember it to this day, the, the, the laughters we had about that, but yeah, just bigger perspective and enjoy the journey. And then also staying calm to help your players be the best that they can be. And it's about them competing at the highest level. So it's not about you. It's mm. about you giving them great energy to help them be their best. That's that's amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, now, now let's here locally. You know, we're in the Monterey Peninsula. The Salinas Valley is is a hardworking farm is a hard farm working community with lots of ganas, uh, which feeds the world with the vegetables we grow and harvest year round. We're known as the vegetable capital of the world. We have a lot of hardworking leaders trying their best to do what's best for the community and specifically our youth, especially in our academy. However, sometimes the violence, gangs, ne- negativity overshadow what we are trying to do to change the image. What advice would you have for us to keep moving forward in a positive mindset? I would say you invest in the root. 
We're talking about farming. You invest in the root. And if you do that, you're going to get great fruit. If we focus on the outcome, if we focus on the numbers, the wins, the losses, if we look at everything outside us and not inside of us, we will become a victim of the forces on the outside. But if we invest in the root, our purpose, our passion, our character, the values that we want to see and the values we want to share, and we invest in that root, then the, the tree flourishes. We get great fruit. But if you ignore the root and focus on the fruit, the tree dies. And so we have to invest in our families. We have to invest in our teams. We have to invest in our community. And we have to do it together. No one creates success alone. We all need a team to be successful. And I love communities like yours because I came from a very blue collar background, a very blue collar family. And so I get it and I understand. And I, I love people who have hard, who work hard and who have a lot of grit and they want to make a better life for their families. And we got to focus on our kids. We got to focus on our communities. We got to teach leadership at every single level. And the choice is ours. Do we focus on all the negative or do we focus on, and grow the positive. Yes. We want to focus on grow the positive. That's the key. And there's always going to be negatives in communities, but we got to weed that negative and then feed the positive. And we've got to recognize the people that are working so hard in our country. We got to value them and we got to, we got to assist them and we got to just give our support to them. And I think that we need more of that. We need more support. We need more encouragement and we need more value. I'm a big believer in individual responsibility. I'm a big believer in individual hard work. I'm a big believer in, in freedom. And I'm a big believer in allowing people to, to rise up and to flourish and to provide the best for their families. But we got to make sure that we're doing it one family at a time, one team at a time, one school at a time, one community at a time. And everyone has to take ownership in it. It can't be just one person. It's a collective effort. With a culture, it's the same thing. One person doesn't make the culture. Culture is not one person, it's everyone. It's not one thing, it's everything. And so we gotta make the time to create our culture every day by what we think, by what we say, and by what we do, and most of all, by what we value. Culture is the living, breathing essence of what an organization or community values, believes, thinks, says, and does. And it's dynamic, it's not static. So every day you're creating your culture by those things. So start investing in it and deciding what you want to create. What does the end game look like? What are we here to build? And then you start building it every single day. That's how you create transformation. Wow, you know, I, I, John, I, I don't wanna take credit for this, but I think I see book number 24 coming, right? <laughs> the Seeds of the Salinas Valley. By John Gordon. Well, I wrote a book called The Seed. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I know. But, but you yeah. know, we could, we could alter it a little bit. That was, that was amazing. That was great. No, that was such great wisdom, John. I just really appreciate you being here with us. And as you start wrapping it up, you know, um, so Ganas is the name of our show. And you exemplify that perfectly by demonstrating your commitment to, your, to the community through your actions. What advice would you give to, the, to our podcast listeners when it comes to the topic of Ganas? Mm. Wow. Such a, it's a loaded such question. A, <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, no, you, you can go in so many directions yes. with it in terms of Ghana's is, is so important. But what I would say is who you are determines how you lead. So get very clear on your Ghana's. Get very clear on your why. Mm -hmm. When you know your why, you will know the way and you will let obstacles get in the way. We don't get burned out because of what we do. We get burned out because we forget why we do it. Wow. So your purpose is greater than your challenges and your love is greater than all the hate that's out there. So it's about that purpose as we talked about earlier and that love 
that drives you. So to me, get very clear on what your purpose is and how you can share love. To me, that's the ultimate form of ganas. And when you do that, that brings forth the passion, the desire, and then the actions necessary to create the results that you want. It's awesome. Great message. Thank you so much. And like to finish off, we have a little tradition on the podcast. We call it the carnasada quick fire question. So it's kind of like we're going to put you on the grill, ask you some fun questions, and just we, we just need some quick responses. All yeah, right, here we go. go. Are you ready? A, a little Mexican barbecue. A little barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question, what's your motto you live by? Being a positive leader doesn't just make you better. It makes everyone around you better. It's probably not my, my motto, but it's something that just came to me when you shared that, when you okay. asked that. Nice, nice. Uh, what's your superpower? Encouragement. Encouragement. Awesome. Um, what is your favorite book you read or recommend? Favorite book I've read. There's so many that are like at the top of the list. I would have to say Travel in Light by Max Lucado. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to read that one. Okay, and last question might be a little tough one, but if you could if you could be any TV or movie character, who would you be? Well, you guys said it earlier in your um, in your introduction, right? Absolutely. You know, it ain't how hard you can get hit. <laughs> it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. So I would be uh, Rocky. That's how winning my, is done. That was a great impersonation. <laughs> that was I an amazing my, I wrote my college essay on uh, Rocky and how it changed my life growing up and got into Cornell University <laughs> to oh, play lacrosse. Wow. I could see the the uh, admissions office reading my letter on, about Rocky <laughs> and they're like, are you kidding me? Like this kid wrote about Rocky, but I did. It definitely inspired oh, me. So. Wow, John, that, that was a that was an amazing interview. We were um, we're, we're honored to have you. Uh, it, it was a uh, quite quite a ride, huh, Josue? Oh, definitely. It was an honor. And that's our show today. We'd like to thank John Gordon for being on our show. And on behalf of the GBA family, keep leading with ganas. If you like this podcast, make sure to check out our other episodes that are relatable and inspiring. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe.